Episode 181-80-181 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. Doing this for a while now. Shout out to (laughs) FRC uh, Team 181, who uh, teamed with us, Team 20, to take down the uh, 2012 Hartford Regional. A lot of fun people on that team. Thought I'd give them a shout out. I knew I was going to do it if we ever made it to 181 episodes, and here we are. I'm I'm Kurt, by the way, joined (laughs) by my co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Hi, guys. Today's the uh, Gardetto's All Ride Chip Special Edition. (laughs) It's the Oops All It's a Captain Crunch Oops All Ride Chips. (laughs) Does milk go with garlic? Probably. (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I mean, like Alfredo sauce. Put, put, put garlic and put some whole milk, dairy. Fill a bowl, whole cream. <laughs> Get some thick, heavy cream. Heavy, heavy oh, cream. Delicious. <laughs> you put some garlic. Chop up some garlic. You throw it in there. You put it in the fridge for a week. Drink that. See how it Soften goes. Soften up those start- <laughs> rye chip shards, and maybe they'll be edible. <laughs> you don't have to etch glass with them. They won't be fucking rocks. Uh, starch that you use to slay. A uh, fucking mammoth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Um, uh, speaking of mammoths and uh, that time, we are uh, coming at you live from a, a nice little beach and uh, coming at you from a different time period, too. Or desert oasis in a time period that doesn't exist because there was no point in so anachronistic it's global history of <laughs> dinosaurs was... and humans living together this is about as realistic as the show cadillacs and dinosaurs in which it was the 26th century and dinosaurs took over the world so now jack tenrack and his trusty cadillac have to survive in the wilderness so he he tacked in the two uh other Planeswalkers that have the rack effect. Yeah, so we watched Primal here. We're in our uh, little desert oasis. Not to be confused with the Uh, 2010 horror movie Primal, in which Australian tourists are eaten alive. Wasn't that a large alligator? um, I think they were rabid bunnies or something like that. Oh, was it funny? I thought it was an I think alligator. They were like small little creatures that like resembled bunnies, I want to say. Critters? Yeah. Things. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yep. Uh, it's much like uh, the Marlboro Man and uh, whatever the other part of that movie that was ridiculous was. Fucking Cowboys I've and I've already aliens. forgotten it. No, it was... We were looking at... Some fucking category on Box Office Mojo, and one of them was something in the Marlboro Man. Oh. And we're like, this movie can't exist. I refuse to believe it. There's just no way. This is it's, it's too Italian. It can't exist. <laughs> can't be Swiss. Spaghetti meatballs um, in the Marlboro Man. Hey. Spaghetti. Gabagool. I'm just going to Google and the Marlboro Man and see where that gets me. Well, you two talk about our first trailer. Sure. Uh, Let's talk about the most uh, blood-boiling trailer I've ever seen. Uh, I got it. It's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. A movie that exists and has, surprisingly, a 4.4 out of 5 rating on Voodoo. 
22% on Rotten Tomatoes, mind you. Uh, 6.1 on IMDb, and 92% of Google users who reviewed this movie liked it. Wow, that's pretty solid. Um, in that same vein, we have... It's actually funny you brought that up, because we... Uh, one of the trailers is for, like, I would call it its spiritual successor to to that sort of movie. Uh, Peter Rabbit to The Runaway. Okay, let me fucking first say <laughs> that this... The first fucking Peter Rabbit movie was a horrible abomination that I believe was critically panned. It must have made some money. Let me, but I, if people... you scroll up in this chat, you'll see that I posted the quote from the Coming Soon.net trailer talking about how it made... More money than Paddington 2. What the fuck? I did, I thought that was for The Shed, and I was like, that looks like a gritty movie. I don't know if that's a family movie, but fucking what? Huh. hundred million more. Oh, my God. Fucking God damn it. James Corden needs to be exiled to Mars. I Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Just fucking this movie. I saw the trailer and my heart sank because I knew that they were making another Peter Rabbit movie and I'd have to endure the trailer once more. And it looks every bit as bad as the first one. Who are we one. killing with like, blueberries I this remember... time, kids? <laughs> no, he's ninja kicking I... the Mr. McGregor in the face. And then I am uh, fucking not the greatest memory of the Peter Rabbit stories. But I remember Peter Rabbit being a a nice little rabbit and not this fucking wannabe James Dean denim jacket wearing motherfucker. God, and the, the story this time I, around I oh. the story looks the story looks ab- absolutely dreadful. Oh, he runs uh. away because everyone thinks he's naughty. So he proves them right by running away and getting and into misadventures with a... <laughs> yep. Being naughty with another rabbit knew who his knew his father, apparently, yeah. because he's we totally had to have that connection. Guy. And his father didn't, you know, his father just never talked about uh, whatever this guy's name was because he just, he held him so fondly he didn't want to, to talk about him again. Not because he's actually probably a bad guy and is is obviously leading Peter down the wrong path. Come on, boys. Like, even even for a kid's plot, this is really fucking obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen this movie already. Um, I love rabbits and bunnies a lot. Uh, this movie makes me love them a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show this uh, trailer to Chris and be like, you still want to get a bunny? Really? I mean, the answer is yes for <laughs> yeah, me. No. But. The answer would be like, <laughs> yes, even more now. I love buddies. Hey. Um, this trailer also features <clears throat> Dom Hall Gleason fucking violently rolling down a hill with like a with a GoPro on. Yeah. And I'm like, why? You didn't? You don't need to do that for this movie. Why? Why are you hurting yourself for this role? It seems like they're like. Is Marco? Robbie, one of the rabbit's voices, because she's listed as starring here, oh. but I don't see her in the trailer. Yeah. She, maybe she's like a girl rabbit somewhere. Yeah, she might be a girl rabbit. I mean, she'd have to be, because that woman is definitely not Margaret Robbie. <laughs> um, it seems... All right, there is a girl rabbit, but she's like has a British accent, so I can't tell. 
Um, so does Margot Robbie. I know, but everybody knows her as an American. <laughs> it's like uh, Hugh Laurie, you know? She sounds like Tanya Harding. Well, Hugh Laurie is very obviously <laughs> suppressing his accent when he's playing house. It's distracting. I heard he never, like, he had to limp so much in that show that he, like, he never really lost it entirely. Like, he still has, like, I don't know, some sort of muscle memory thing going on from, from all the well, time he's been living in that show. Yeah. I read that Charlie Cox uh, got passed over for a couple of other roles because he had trouble maintaining eye contact after playing Matt Murdock in Daredevil. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Oh. <laughs> it's a good thing that that job kept solid and was a steady source of income. Oh, Don't wait. Fucking open fresh wounds, Peter. <laughs> They haven't had time to heal. I'm not over. Hashtag not over it. <laughs> Bring back Daredevil. I will. I will buy Disney Plus if you bring back Daredevil. Oh God, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, that or Songs of the South, the yep. uncut 4K remaster. Those are my two demands. <clears throat> Either one of them, I will purchase Disney Plus. Uh, both of them, I will purchase whatever premium package of Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus there is. <sighs> Gosh. So in the side, I'm I'm on the trailer right now for Peter Rabbit, and in the side here is a movie called Snow Queen, which <laughs> looks like a very thinly veiled ripoff movie of Frozen. Huh. Sounds like a. Thanks, Sony. Apparently made in 2013. It is free to view on YouTube right now. Uh, All right, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I okay. I Found looked it. up um, Snow Ki- Snow Queen though, but when I looked up Sony, I saw Snow Queen Two: The Snow King, an icy adventure. <laughs> ah, this is what yeah, I got here. There it is. Oh God, Kmart! No, you have one store left. You don't. <laughs> It's apparently based on an acclaimed children's book by Hans Christian Andersen. Yep. A young girl named Gerda battles an evil ice queen to save the world from eternal winter with the help of some unlikely and very magical friends. The top comment, uh, which sums up my view of this entirely, is uh, from a man called Leviathan2002. Mom, can we get frozen? No, dear, we have frozen at home. Uh, this is frozen at home. <laughs> this is exactly. What this is. Uh, oh, who's scrubbing through the timeline? It definitely takes mm, inspiration from Frozen. Uh, Apologies if you could hear my fire alarm in the background. I <laughs> yeah, I was. I well, I thought there was a truck backing up. I wasn't sure what that was. No, they're probably cooking bacon. Were the Caribbean girls in your kitchen at 5 a.m. making fucking food and they burned down the kitchen? That happened in my dorm I'll a make, few times. I'll text Dave and make him feel like a real dirtbag for it, too. <laughs> Show him the timestamp the clip. I think it was freshman year. Someone fucking uh, burnt popcorn in the dorm or something like that, and the fire alarm went off, and I was in the shower at the time, so I had to walk out in, like, the fucking November Alfred Cole with just a towel on. Because people don't know how to make fucking popcorn. Just sit in the lobby while the thing's microwaving, you dolt. It's two minutes tops. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're not that important. <laughs> 
I love the fucking suggestions when you're on the Snow Queen. There's Alpha oh, and Omega, which we remember. Jesus, uh, what is this? Creature? The Great Bear, Igor, Pixies, Dugans, and Leprechauns. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Send that one. D-E- D-W-E. Yeah, sure. Um, the Reef, Legend of Kung Fu Rabbit, Sheeps, Sheep and Wolves, Ribbit. Secret of Nim, Book of Life, Brave. Wow. These are all free? Well, oh, some of them are free. Okay. F- from the same studio that brought you Snow Queen, the acclaimed vertical studio, comes Dugans and Leprechauns. What the fuck is this? Now it's... <laughs> I like this movie. I think we should review this movie. I think we should review what one of the- these. Dugans and Leprechauns. One of them. Do it, we'll do it for uh, St. Patty's. Oh, the whole this is the whole movie. Yes, yeah, it's dude. the whole movie. Yeah, my guy. There's a lot of free movies on YouTube that are just like, ah, too much money to release in theaters or make Who's, a disc. Who the fuck is Melissa Leo? Um, she's an AI program developed by Vertical Studios to deliver voice lines. She's apparently an Academy Award winner? That doesn't sound right. Uh, uh she got a daytime Emmy for... Oh, those don't count. ...All My Children. <laughs> that certainly does not count. Jesus. This does not look like the kind of person that... That... I, I'm gonna read some of her things. She was in The Fighter... 21 Grams, Oblivion, Dweegons and Leprechauns. <laughs> of course. The Equalizer 2. Oh, the Equalizer 2? Bojack Horseman? Oh, she was well, Diane's mother. Person. Those last two are fairly legitimate roles. Yes. And of course she was in the uh, long-sustaining soap opera Days of Our Lives, known for its great acting. <laughs> Oh, I, I have it here in, in her in Dweegons and Leprechauns. She is uh, Grandma Fitz and Butterfly McDwag and Mrs. Fitzgerald voice, of course. I think that's like the maximum number of uh, roles you can have under SAG roles. Oh, my God. Look at this shit. Can this be my stripper name? Butterfly McDwag? McDwag. I Only like if you get a tramp stamp of a butterfly that says Butterfly McDwag around it. <laughs> like, this is her literally her only, like, voice acting role. I, I, I mean, you gotta pay, <laughs> gotta pay the bills gotta somehow. Gotta keep the lights on. It's like Michael Caine's perfectly wonderful response Michael to Caine. the question if he's ever actually seen Jaws 4. He said, well, I saw the house it bought me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? This is so, this is so weird because I keep, I just scroll d- deeper and deeper and it's all serious crime dramas and like, you know, very somber, um, like, you know, what you think of when you think of movie, you know? Yeah. And then the Wiggins and Leprechauns. <laughs> it's the fact that it's misspelled. I, <laughs> that's what really... It's misspelled in the YouTube title, but not in the poster. <laughs> okay, so I tried to look up what the fuck a Dweegon is, 
and there, it's not an actual thing because the first hit is Dwegons and Leprechauns. Yeah, I don't think it's I. I'm not like an expert on Irish mythology, but I know a little bit, and I don't know of any Dwegons. It's mostly banshees and leprechauns. Maybe it's just hands. somebody misspelled Dugons. Dugons, yeah. I'm talking about Dugons. Just a bunch of Dugons running yeah. around. Dugon is my favorite Pokemon because in like the Pokemon movie, it's cries. Dugon, <laughs> fantastic, <Just> fucking Dugon. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's pre-evolution is seal just, they, which is the like, best Dugong just, is an animal right or like the type of animal yes yeah they, they did not try with that no that's like, just the when they animal named golem they just named it golem you know after golem well, I mean, yeah, Geodude and Graveler before that, so that I can excuse, but just Seal? <laughs> and it's a Sea Lion Pokemon, which bothers me fundamentally that the Pokedex entry says it's a Sea Lion, but its name is Seal. <laughs> and then Dugong. It could be Ocean Dog. This is a real Dugong. It's not spelled D-E-W. That's how you know that this, that was a Pokemon. Where's its Ice Beam? <laughs> <laughs> Where's its fucking narwhal yeah. horn? Come and on. It's, it's little teeth. That's what I'm wondering. When, when are we going to get a narwhal Pokemon? Keldeo. Oh. <laughs> we'll fucking throw it in the water. There we go. Now you're a narwhal. It's water type. It's, it's, yeah, it is water, water and fighting, right? Yeah. yeah. Epic. All right. Anyway, that's enough about... I don't even remember what you the fuck know we what's, talking about. Peter Rabbit. What, what a dugong is probably in. It's probably in the shed killing people. In the movie, that's not where I thought you were shed. going with that. <laughs> There's a much better segue there for another movie that's come out that we'll talk to later, and I'll try to come up with a better segue for. Oh God! All right, before before we leave this, before we segue, I found a clickhole interactive quiz. Oh God! Of how much uh, do you give a fuck about the difference between dugongs and manatees? It is deeply important to me. First question, between dugongs and manatees, which of these species have flat paddle-shaped tails? Answers include manatees. On the other hand, dugongs have notched and fluke tails similar to those of whales and dolphins. I don't care. It could be either. <laughs> dugongs and manatees are the same thing. There are absolutely no differences between the two. <laughs> I might do this quiz later. Yeah, I might take a look at that also. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> Let's try to let's let's there try to was, aim there was for no the, better Gatorade. Let's try to aim for the I give a lot of fucks about the difference yeah. between a dugong and a man. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like, I care deeply about this yeah. issue. In fact, that is the only thing I care about in this upcoming presidential election. In fact, if it's not a Canada topic, promises to educate. If it's not a topic in one of these debate questions, I'm gonna friggin' riot. I've submitted one each of the last Democratic debates, and they keep passing it over. I think that. The, like that's discrimination. Oh, this one again against redheads. <laughs> <laughs> then, due to a clerical error, it makes its way in, and then they that say, be "Bernie Sanders, what are your thoughts on the differences?" I believe between that the one percent of dugongs <laughs> should be taken care of by the ninety-eight percent of manatees. Yes, but the question is, what is the difference between them? I've been to the waters. I've talked to the manatees. The great people. I fed them the seaweed. I the manatees seaweed are endangered 
They get run over Manatees by Manatees are endangered, and they need Medicare for all. I wrote the damn bill. I know it will work. I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> oh, that's going to that's gonna go on. two weeks in a row we've had dynamite Bernie Sanders bits. Man, is comedy gold. He is. That's why he should be Holy leader shit. of our free world. What the fuck are we talking about? Shed! <laughs> shed! <laughs> Fucking shed! We've gone off the rails. <laughs> Donna needs a new she shed. <laughs> Your she, she shed, shed was struck by down. lightning, Donna. <laughs> I need a new she shed. My she shed burned down. burned down my she shed. It was struck by lightning. Oh. Uh, so my head cannon is he got sick of it and burned it down. So where's, oh, that's right. It wasn't on here. You sent it to me. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, this uh, looks like a fucking Goosebumps book that was adapted into a movie yeah like because it's not scary it's it's spooky in that goosebumpsy way but it's not scary like i can here's so if you picture the goosebumps rl stein fucking book cover right here right imagine like a kid in the foreground with like a scared kind of face right and behind him is a spooky shed and there's like a monster claw coming out of the door and it says goosebumps the you know stand shed you know? stand shed. I just, yeah. I just want to make a point. The second comment down was the she shed the movie. This looks hilarious. <laughs> um, stay out of. I uh, I've published a a handbook on how to survive a Goosebumps novel. It's very short. There's one step, and it's be over eighteen years old. Yeah. So these because nothing ever happens to any of the parents, right? Yeah, because all these kids seem like sixteen or seventeen because they're still in high school, but some can drive. So, um, so the movie is about a kid who is down on his luck. I literally started this movie by doing the whole, uh, um, "This is Stan. Stan's down on his luck. He's got a crush, but one day, Stan is over it." <laughs> and decides to fucking murder people. The fucking uh, monster in the shed, like, you get a glimpse at it, and it looks like the fucking Jersey Devil from that one episode of X-Files. <laughs> I thought it was just, like, a deranged person. Yeah, like, I I don't know what the fuck's going on here anymore. This trailer is confused and perplexed me. Um... Yeah, I'll be skipping that one. I don't think I'll even have a choice because I doubt it will be in theaters. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Looks pretty yeah. low rent. Coming to a streaming service near you. Um, Good. Where it belongs. Some nice yeah. late night. Uh, you know what also belongs in a streaming service is uh, Doolittle. Um, oh. This would have been the obvious choice for a segue with manatees and dugongs, but uh, they are completely re-envisioning Doctor Doolittle, and they're making him white. <laughs> They've made him white. They've said it in the turn of the century, and not the turn of this century, the turn of the previous century. Okay, now hear me um, out. What if Tony Stark, when he snaps the Infinity Gauntlet that he made? Something goes wrong and it transports his body to another universe where he can talk to animals. <laughs> and rec- Then how do you explain the accent uh, he's attempting? That's, you know, that's, that's my ace in the hole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's 
He's speaking with some sort of accent. Oh, so this is perhaps the original Dr. Doolittle. Yes. Peter, why do you always have to poke in and <laughs> ruin fuck? my fucking <laughs> bits with your facts and your logic? Are well, you saying the Doolittle that we grew up with was the remaster, was the revisioned one? Well, they made no, this black. This one's the real one right here. 2006 Dr. Doolittle 3. Not starring <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Uh, starring... Uh, ne- ne- wait, who? Wait, who is this? No one I know. Okay, nobody I know. Good. Oh, it's a little girl. Oh, it's, a, it's the little girl, I remember, yeah. I remember it's the trailer daughter. for that and being like, where the fuck's Eddie Murphy? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go further here. Oh God, Doctor Doolittle, tail to the cheek. Yes, this is the Corey in the house, Doctor Doolittle crossover headcanon movie. Doctor Doolittle, million dollar mutts. How long did this franchise oh go God. on for? Tail and chief. Oh, did we just uncover a gold mine of movies? I, this is not. I, we are not watching watch. this like we've watched the Ninja Operations. <laughs> I don't know. Th- there's no Richard Harrison to sustain like, us. This, I can see there being like a steep decline after two, <laughs> and then just, uh, steep decline after two. There's a steep decline after the first ten minutes of one. Jake, <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> what? What? No, it had Eddie Murphy in it. It couldn't be bad. Yes. Eddie Murphy does not have the best track record of movies. See Norbert and Tower Heist. But his mustache. Oh my God! The trailer for Doctor Doolittle. Sudden, sudden early two thousands. Or was this in the nineties? Uh, oh, the nineteen sixty seven version. Ninety eight. Oh yeah, the nineties. So watching this trailer for Doctor Doolittle from nineteen sixty seven, it does very closely follow what we see in the trailer of Robert Downey Jr. Sans the uh, racist portrayal of natives in the Amazon and the giant snail. Um, There's also a dolphin with a top hat, which is interesting. Um, Rex Harrison stars as Dr. Doolittle. um, Famous for other movies, I'm sure. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. (laughs) Charmed, I'm sure. I'm Gil Faison. Um, Rex Harrison has starred in My Fair Lady. I knew he was familiar. Cleopatra, Dr. Doolittle, The Ghost, and Miss Muir. He was in the TV miniseries Anastasia, The Mystery of Anna. <laughs> There's only one Anastasia-related thing that I ever care about, and that was that, that one animated movie that was not by Disney. With right? Frank... Hank Azaria as Bartok. Yes, and it had fucking real. This was Rasputin before he was the fuck the funk song. <laughs> um. He, yes, and he was really fucking creepy in this one. Who was it? Who yes. made it? It was always oh, a Don Bluth film. That's why. Don Bluth. And here's yeah, I remember that being a little creepy. Yeah, here's here's his fucking demonic ass Rasputin over here. Yeah, I I I in the dark of the night. Yes, that I still like. I've only seen that movie like once, and uh, I still like can occasionally hear that song in the back of my mind. 
in the dark of the night, you could say. Um, yes. Evil will find you. <laughs> there's there's weird cabaret dancing bugs. All right, I, oh, I gotta okay. not watch this. <laughs> it gets weird, man. She gets weird. Um, Lady and the Tramp has a second trailer out. Yeah. Um, you know what I've always wanted from my beloved childhood memories is for them to become soulless. I feel like that is something that uh, would reflect well upon me as I have become soulless since my childhood. Well, it's like, I think it's in the eyes. I'm starting to think. Like, yes. They they can move, they can animate the mouth around, but they really can't do anything with the eyes. Well, they probably can. They just don't know how to. The dogs and best in show express more emotion than these dogs. Yes. Um, God, you know, they just, they were in the boardroom and they said, you know, all the expressiveness of an animated movie, which is, you know, we have all this industry built up to do and we know how to do them. Let's throw that out and we'll do it with CGI live action instead. Get that out of here. I think my, my, my thought is they bought studio known for doing like photorealistic animal animation. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we got to get our money's worth. Let's just start pumping out all these fucking remakes. But I did hear that they like um, they used all rescue dogs or something like that. It's probably fit, false, but I mean, I've never seen a poodle be a rescue dog. <laughs> no all one's right. out there abandoning poodles. No. No. Like, cool. Y'all saved f- five dogs. Yeah, that's great. It's not like I mean, I personally, every dog I've ever owned has been a rescue dog. Yeah, like that's I mean, good, great. Every do- helping every dog. Dogs. This is Jesus and the starfish or whatever the fuck, right? What was that one? I was walking along the beach and there was Jesus and he was picking up the starfish on the beach and throwing them back, but there was like a gajillion of them, and I'm like, Jesus, why are you picking them? You'll never get them all back. It's not gonna matter. And Jesus is like, it matters to that starfish. Ooh. Now that is... I'm not familiar with that that's terrible. That's a great <laughs> this, uh, this was... Uh, so here's my citations. Uh, this was an amalgam... That was actually an amalgam of two uh, fucking cheesy-ass motivational stories. One being okay. the Jesus and me on the beach... Right, yeah, I know that one. And the other one was the guy on the beach with the starfish. Ah. So my brain was mentally in in the dentist's office and saw <laughs> both of those sort of sort of merge into one there on that wall in the nice black plastic frame with the sunset on the beach, you know, motivational style. Right. <sighs> Fucking early 2000s, man. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um... That's the last trailer I had. This was a pretty late week for trailers um, and a pretty late week for gaming news. So it's a good thing that we there, spent all that time rambling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, one more. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting because like, now these movies, uh, the, the distance, the time distance between uh, movies and Scandal, I guess, are decreasing. So Because we have Bombshell coming out, which is about okay. like um, the Fox... Uh, is it Fox? What news? And the Hound? What news <laughs> group was Megan Kelly? Don't bring part that of? up. Uh, Fox. Was it Fox News? news? Yeah. yeah. So Fox News, um, and this whole like uh group of women who have been, um, 
involved with some sexual harassment in the workplace and uh i think it's gonna dip into like the me too movement and uh it's gonna it's gonna unveil some of the the inner workings that happened uh with that whole thing uh how accurate it is i'm not 100 percent sure but it's like hi it's like would not. It's like the uh, the when Donald Trump was like, ah, Megyn Kelly was bleeding out of her eyes, bleeding out of her wherever. And oh yeah, remember that whole comment? And then he had a, I, think, I don't know if he ever apologized for it. Or what. <laughs> I doubt it. He only he only like when apologized for like one thing, and that was the grabbing by the pussy thing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really even apologize. He, he excused. It. He's like, it's just locker room yeah, talk. It's like I don't think I've ever said that in a locker room. So I think it's... also you've never played a sport in your life, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you've never been to a gym. Uh, so it's got like Megan Kelly, uh, Gretchen something. Oh yeah. Her. Um, but it's gonna follow these women through like dealing with this and probably going. So this is like some... a doc or like a biopic, <sighs> like. I'm not. Oh, the oh, oh, the women actually in the movie. No, no, the no, they're question. actors who are playing them, and everybody's freaking oh, okay. out because like Charlize Theron is playing Megan Kelly, and she looks almost like a sister to Megan Kelly. She's really, really good. Like how how close she looks to her. Well, uh, it's just attractive blonde right, lady. That's all they. <laughs> yeah. Every Fox News woman anchor comes from that same modeling catalog. So we got Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, and I think there's one more who's. Uh, I think there's four women. But it's got uh, Billie Eilish. Is... Only four? How are you going to fill a binder with only four women? Sorry, it was the three. Those three women, um, and. Uh, the Fox News had Roger Isles, is in it as well. Roger Ailes. Roger, Roger Ailes, yeah. yeah. Fucking name is. But it's from <laughs> the same people who like made uh, the Big Short. Story about Martin Short's life and times. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Big the Short? Big Short. No, it's, um, it's all about. Like, I mean, I saw Martin Short in that I know Bad Boys trailer. Like, he got big. <laughs> <laughs> it was the guys like scamming, and it was around the t- 2008, right? Yeah, the uh, 2008 uh, housing recession crisis, stuff like that. Yeah, it was all about that. And uh, Margot Robbie was in it, and they they use a sexy Margot Robbie to explain very boring housing loan settlement stuff, which is it's a great way to <laughs> explain stuff to people who are like, I don't fucking Margot care. Robbie explains subprime mortgages. <laughs> Actually, though, <laughs> like. <laughs> It, it made it a little bit more interesting. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I found I found like the whole collapse of the uh, the whole 2007 recession and all that the causes to be fairly fascinating when I looked into it. Yeah, but it was it, like because it's, it's it's just a case study. It's like how could you not have seen this coming? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like it, they had like Margot Robbie sitting in a bathtub with like bubbles <laughs> just covering her tits. <laughs> Just explaining the the difference between AAA and uh, A and B loans and and C and D and double D. How you can how you can combine a lot of shitty loans to make a AAA loan or something like that. It was something. It was weird. It was... I still think the best explanation of this was the fucking South Park episode where Stan tries to return his Margaritaville. 
and he has to go all the way. Like, he keeps going up the ladder. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, we bundled your loan for a Margaritaville with all these other loans, and now we don't know whose is whose. And he finally gets to, like, the fucking, um, the big bank, like, the federal bank or whatever. And they find out that uh, the actual way that they were solving the housing crisis was they cut off a chicken's head on a fucking bingo board. Someone plays the the yakety sax theme on kazoo while the headless chicken runs around wherever it fucking falls yeah. down is what they chose to do. <laughs> it's pretty, Let me... pretty on point. Housing. I want to see if I can find that clip. All right. Um, here it is. I get. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um. So play it in the background. It's just like the fucking tribunal of judges over this cockpit. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, that's going here. We'll uh, take a little <laughs> look at the box office. It's playing the kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so, so <laughs> there's a try again in the center. Yeah, very I want to go over these choices that they have. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pause it here. We have on the outside of the circle: call J.P. Morgan, <laughs> telethon, tax the rich, bad bank, Indian casinos, buy mortgages, ten trillion, sell to China, lower <laughs> gas prices, run for the hills. In the inner circle, we have ninety trillion. Go to Congress, go to war, one billion, raise Fed, cut education, press conference, print money. Uh, still the inner circle. I can't see over the blood. Uh, socialize, bailout, let fail. Uh, yeah, I think that is coup d'etat. Uh, nationalize and try again in the center. Uh, the chicken fell on the bailout. <laughs> bailout. <laughs> Oh, I like it. <laughs> um, so, Joker took the top spot at the box office again uh, for the week of October 11th through the 13th. It made another $55 million, down 41.9% in the second week here. Um, total domestic sits at $226 million. Total worldwide, $619 million. So, it's crossed the half billion threshold. Not bad for a movie that cost $55 million to make. Yeah, seriously. The Addams Family opened with a $30 million weekend somehow. Okay. Um, so far, it's made $44 million all domestic. Um, a, a Gemini Man, Gem and I Man, uh... Opened with in third with twenty point five million dollars off of a hundred and thirty eight million dollar budget. Christ. Good job, Paramount. Oh my god. Whoa. Turns out hiring two Will Smiths is expensive. It is very expensive. You have to double the CGI because you not only do you have to do blackface, you have to digitally de-age him and do blackface. Oh, That's difficult. Crazy. That costs a lot of money. You need really and you can't big... call in Kevin Hart. He's already busy. And you can't yeah. just use clips from like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> That's too obvious. <laughs> I, I want. Heard... <laughs> I want to see like a reshoot of like Gemini Man, where it's just clips of like Fresh Prince. 
not even composited in. They just cut to yeah. an appropriate <laughs> clip from yes. French Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> That's too fucking funny. All right, I I might need to endeavor to do a trailer like that. What are you doing here? Who are you? Hey, Uncle Frank, I'm over here doing basketball. Some <laughs> shit like that. That was my that impression was... of a Will Smith. That was maybe the most racist thing you've ever done on in my time of knowing you. <laughs> uh, um, I heard they also did this movie in like 60 FPS or like 60 frames. Yeah, they did. And like a they bunch of different 48. shit. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I listened to the folding ideas on this. And so he watched like three different versions, this, this guy. And basically he came away from it was the compromises that they had to do to get the the higher frame rates made the movie's color palette fucking awful because <laughs> they had to get in so much light for the cameras to get all the freight, you know, for it to absorb all that light for proper yeah. exposure. So even inside looks like outside they had to do day for night. They like everything's super washed out. Day for I'll, I'll link you the common. video on that. That's yeah, um, sure, I'll go, take a look if you that. just go look up like folding ideas, Gemini Man. Because I mean, fuck, we're not gonna watch this thing. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm probably gonna watch it on my own just because I'm curious, but <laughs> but like <laughs> maybe not for the show. You have to find if you want to see that 60 FPS or however FPS it is. Um, you have to go to like a special theater that is actually playing it because not all of them are playing. In the it's yeah, double. It's, some... it's double film. So, like, they did this with The Hobbit, and everyone disliked it, um, <laughs> they, where they, they do double film stock. Film stock runs at 24 frames per second because film's expensive. Back in the days when they actually shot on film, film's expensive. And 24 frames per second is the minimum amount to, con- to make a smooth, continuous image. Um, right. So... Other than jumping to like 60, because video is typically at 30 or mm-hmm. 29.997. Um, and then jumping to 60, instead of doing that, they jump to 48. And they, though, to my knowledge, the only two big releases that have done this were Gemini Man and The Hobbit. Mm. I think I think it's maybe not. I, I don't know. I'd say it's probably the wave of the future, but people aren't ready for it yet mm-hmm. because they've been so conditioned to see uh, 24 frames per second in cinema. It's like getting a better computer. It's like going from console <laughs> to PC. I told you, the first time I ever like really noticed the jump between 30 and 60 frames per second, I was playing... Mass Effect 2 on my laptop, which was not a great gaming laptop by any means, but it was enough to push 60 frames in it mm-hmm. versus the Xbox 360. I was like, why does this look so much smoother and different? What the hell is this? And then I realized, oh, that's just what 60 frames per second looks like. Oh, shit. And I never went back. And now I've pushed it even farther. I'm up to 144. <laughs> um, you are Abominable. Human comes in fourth Correct. with a $6 million weekend in its third week. That, that brings its domestic total to 51. Four in total, 61, 112 overall worldwide. So that's made its money back. Downton Abbey in its fourth week falls to fifth 
with 4.8 million. Hustlers is still in the top 10 in its fifth week. God damn. What? 3.8 mil uh, worldwide. It's made $124 million off of a $20 million budget. So they hustled a lot more guys out of money on uh-huh. ticket sales. Uh-huh. Um, Judy chilling at number seven. Is that the biopic Three. of Judge Judy? <laughs> I almost said yes, but then I realized that no, it's Dave Judy Dench. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, that would be interesting, though. She's had a pretty interesting career. Yes, she has. The yeah, television she... show. Um, seventeen million dollars for that. It's not making a lot of money. It Chapter Two. Of course, it's only in a thousand theaters, so it's per per theater take. 1,600 theaters. It's per theater take is actually higher than Abominable in number four. Mm. So that's interesting. It Chapter 2 sliding down three spots to eighth. It's leaving theaters ahead of Halloween. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Maybe they'll re-release it? Oh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't work out quite the same. I I just don't think it's performing quite the same way that Chapter One was because Chapter One didn't have like really any competition against it. But yeah. Chapter Two is there's a stiffer slate up against it. Um, but it has made four hundred and forty-seven million dollars worldwide, a far cry from Chapter One, which made seven hundred million dollars worldwide gigantic opening week was not enough to buoy it no um we kind of saw this coming it's the far less popular mm-hmm. part of the book and uh yeah it's just what it is jexy oh. we also saw coming jesus opens in ninth opens, opens in ninth Fuck. with three million dollars and it's uh opening weekend here Didn't good for th- 1,300, 2,300 theaters. Yeah, it did not open that um, many theaters either. A per theater take of 13, uh, or 1,333 dollars. I wonder if this was um, open worldwide. It's only going to go down from there. Oh, it's only a domestic movie, too. No foreign. Yeah. It's made $4 million with about a second week. Rotten Tomatoes score of 14%. Jesus. Metacritic of 39. I think that's um, worse than Ninja Operation. Probably. <laughs> is there is there Rotten Tomatoes for Metacritic for Ninja Operation? I'm going to look up Ninja Power Force. Look up, look up Ninja Power Force because that seems to be the, the, the head, like the first one that comes up when you just look at it. Uh, yep. Okay, yeah. Ninja Power Force, no score yet. Oh, damn. No consensus Be yet. Be the first to submit a review. Oh my god! Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I hit, I hit submit a review, and I got a four four not found error. Oh, damn it! Not allowing it. They've seen through. They're it. trying to, they're trying to silence me. There, the ninjas are out there. Uh, did I lose? I think there's an IMDb rating on it. There, there is, yeah, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of history. Yeah. 
It looks like it's got a on at least on IMDb, it's got a five in it, five point one out of ten. That's accurate. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so yes, better than fucking. Uh-huh. Well, if we go to Jexy. Power of Ninjutsu. <laughs> Jexy had a six point one. Oh shit. On IMDb. All right. Well, we all know that IMDb ratings are inflated. So. Yes, because like there's no, there's never a middle or very rarely a middle ground IMDb rating. It's always either ten or zero yeah. or one. Yeah, it's like fucking right. IGN scoring call. Just of Duty fucking games. listen to the description of this. Phil has major dependency issues. He's addicted to his cell phone. He has no friends, and his love life is non-existent. Forced to upgrade to a new phone, Phil soon learns that the latest model comes with Jexy, an artificial intelligence life coach, virtual assistant, and cheerleader. With its help, he begins to get a real life, but as soon as he becomes less dependent on the phone, Jexy starts to morph into a tech nightmare, and he determined to keep Phil all to itself. Adam Devine stars in Jexy. I prefer Jexy, the Chinese version. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't Winnie look just Pooh. like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Subjects you to totalitarianism, and it is not real fun. <laughs> oh, and number 10. We have Ad Astra. It is the worst movie I've seen in 2019. Ass Blastra. Let me think about that. Yes, I actually think this is. I think Ad Astra was the worst movie, or at least least entertaining movie I've seen in all of 2019. uh, Very much including the fanatic. Oh shit! Yes, it's not sweet, and it's not a treat. (laughs) No, it's not sweet. It's not a treat. It's not sweet. It's not a treat. <laughs> it's not bad, but it, you know, it's not oh, sweet. Fucking... It's not a treat. All right. So I, I randomly, I was watching binging with Babish. Yeah. And one of his episodes was the world's most expensive milkshake, quote unquote, from, um, from fucking Pulp Fiction. And in that sheen, fucking John Travolta drinks a milkshake with real ice cream. Yeah, hmm. it's a, it's a fucking. <laughs> it's a sweet treat. Because he, because remember, Moose asked for a Kaiga strawberry milkshake with my ice cream. Hold on. Oh shit! There you go. Yeah, is that? That's because he wants. He likes his milkshakes with real ice cream. Does that mean? Does that mean are they connected? Yes. <laughs> Fanatic by John Travolta's fucking ego. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's a sweet treat. That is indeed a sweet treat. Um, yeah, that rounds out the top ten. Rambo, Last Blood, and eleven. War. What is it good for? Down twelfth. Lion King, thirteenth, and then With Aliens. More 40th. theaters. They're trying to like salvage it. I guess. Yeah, they roll it back out to six hundred and fifty-three theaters, which is interesting. Wow, weird. Um. Yeah. Aliens Nothing. 40th anniversary release Fathom event did $386,000. Yep. Um Parasite's a Korean movie. It's the 2019 version. Maybe it was a there was an earlier 
version that this is a remake of, but Parasite, from what I gather, is a uh, Korean black comedy about a like a regular family that has ties with the mob or something like that. Like a crime family. Huh. Um, interesting, yeah. I like it. If there's nothing else we have for movies, I have an addendum. A quick weeb time review. All right. Oh, All Parasite right. was in three theaters, but it made 384000 in its opening weekend. Oh. <laughs> what? Them Koreans, hey, they know how to... It was probably the three, like, Koreatown theaters. And it fucking just did gangbusters over the weekend. Yeah, probably. Wild. That's crazy. Um, yeah, anything else before I start my quick addendum? No, go. Take your time. Pete's Weeb Time Activate. Let's go. Uh, so I watched Primal this week, and I was still, like, I was hungry for more for more um, shows to watch. And I was like, ah, what's... What's on, you know? And I heard about this show because I, I watched Steven Universe, as you all know. I'm like, they're like, oh, it's this other show about gem people that are, you know, it's about emotions and, and character development and all that jazz. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. So I watched, uh, let me get the fucking thing right. Uh, all right, let me see. Spell check it, please. Hoseki no Kuni. Otherwise known in the English as Land of the Lustrous, um, is an anime. It's like 11 episodes, uh, and it's out on Amazon Prime Video. Now, the first thing I want to say about this movie, or the show, is that it's CG, and it's like not bad CG, which is fucking mm. crazy. Because, you know, Jake, you've seen some yeah. CG anime. Yeah. It sucks ass. Um, But in this one, they figured out like how to use CG anime in a way that doesn't look like absolute butt because they realized that when you're working in a different medium... Are you disparaging the quality of Code Lyoko? (laughs) Yeah, how dare you? No. I'm disparaging the quality of Berserk 2016. If you've ever seen the trailer of that, it looks straight jank. Um, here, let me pull it up for you. Well, CG anime, I think, um, weirdly enough, we actually reviewed a, uh, pretty decent example of how to do it without it being obvious with, uh, Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Yes, that was another good one. Um, this was, so this was actually a 2017 release, uh, Hoseki no Kuni. I just never got around to it until now. Um, right. but this, so... I put up the Berserk 2016 trailer as a contrast to this as stiff, grody, robotic um, CG. Anyways, this one's good because it knows, like, it uses the camera like an actual camera. Oh, wonderful. It, it has um, actual, like, facial expressions. The characters feel like characters. Um, and it's great. Also, the show is fucking bonkers. <laughs> Like, it's fucking way out there. I can't talk about it much, because, like, even in the first couple episodes, shit gets spoiled. But um, I guess I, I'll, I'll put this out for you. Jake, Jake, here's my quick quiz for you. All right. Um, just just list off some fantasy races for me um, that you'd find in your... Elf, fairy, gnome, orc, uh, mm-hmm. deep gnome, 
Dark Elf. Khajiit. Khajiit, yeah. Um, you can do... Oh, what the fuck is it called? Fucking Cowmen. Cowmen. <laughs> <laughs> they called... Furbolgs. That's what they're called. Um, okay. Goblin. I don't like goblins. Goblins. <laughs> uh, so that's a good list. Uh, none of those are the fantasy races of this show. Oh, those are pretty uh, common. <laughs> right. Those are pretty there. And some of them are a little rare. No, the fantasy races in this one are, are gem people, squid people, and, and moon sand people. Moon sand people. Okay. That appear through fucking Rorschach sun, like Rorschach test warp gates and try and fucking shatter the gem people and, and steal them. Also, there's a weird giant Buddhist monk dude who I'm pretty sure isn't human, but I have no idea what the fuck he is. Because, like, he looks like a dude. Um, let me find a picture of him. Uh, so he looks like a dude, but he's like. 10 feet tall, and when he walks, the, the fucking concrete under his feet cracks, and he he can, like, blow. He just, like, breathes on a dude, and they'll explode. That's interesting. So, um, he's... He's a guy. And some some real shit goes down in the show. I love it. It was just, like, I, I like those really weird... You know how I am for the absolutely out there, um sort of concepts the completely alien sort of worlds and they do feel alien because you know even though they kind of look like girls they look like weird fucking stick people with crazy anime proportions right and and they don't talk like people because they're not they're not mortal they don't have any like any of the concerns that we have and they just like this is just weird they're all different people and and shit happens and it's like how dare they be different (laughs) it's like 12 half hour episodes so, like I said, I binged this in, like, two, three days. Uh, and I would advise anyone who just wants to just fucking watch shit to go do it. Um, Jake, yeah. this is why I'm recommending it to you. Kurt, I recommend that you watch maybe the, uh, one episode. I'll give it a just shot. To, like, I'm, yeah. I'm open. I've Obviously, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. I've enjoyed other animes. I don't hate i can like individual animes i just think the genre as a whole is uh not my cup of tea mm-hmm. i i say do you could watch this too because um it's it's very well uh the dp is good on this <laughs> um they they figure they really do some good stuff with the cameras and have actual shots that look like someone fucking thought them up instead of being like uh what do we do for this scene they I don't use know. the storyboard howard novel <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, there. I guess there's a second season coming out this year, but um, it'll it'll come eventually. I mean, the the anime covers the first four volumes of the the manga, and there's like seventeen volumes out now. So there's a lot of more source material. But I watched it. I was like, ah, oh, you've taken me. You've you've captured me. You've turned me into a snail. <laughs> fucking shows bonkers all right that's my that's my quick addendum for jose nukuni land of the lustrous i like it yeah i'll, yeah. I'll, have, to, I'll have to check it out for sure all right on to the jew yeah let's get some gaming news um uh, i i've yeah. got some uh some big stuff if you don't mind go for it okay Chief. so 
as you guys know, I'm a big uh, League of Legends fan. I haven't, I've stopped playing in the recent years just because I don't know, just, uh, it's a little stale for me. But just because you play the same map over and over again, but I, it'll always have a one of the special spot in my heart. A lot of good memories. Well, Riot Games, the maker of one fucking game, decided to <laughs> uh, hit us with some big mood news, and uh, that is they are in fact working on like a lot of games. So uh, it is the 10th anniversary of League, and Riot Games made an announcement the other day saying that it is in development on like five or six games. Um, hmm. So here's, I'll go down the list of like what they have. Uh, so these are all League of Legends uh, oriented games uh, other than one game, I believe. Um, and in early 2020, we are getting a card game that is going to be League of Legends based. Uh, seems like a different style of card game between like Hearthstone and uh, MTG Arena. So I know that, you know, there's I'm always concerned about like overlap of like, oh, it's just the same game, just different characters. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different than what we've seen before. Um, there's also going to be a Street Fighter style game, which is going to just involve the League of Legends champions. So just a fighting game. Yeah, yeah. You get, so we got a fighting game. Uh, so, But that's an early development. The only thing that they've seen was... The only thing that they've shown was two champions doing a quick little two-second fighting clip. Doing a quick. So it, it wasn't a whole lot. The next big thing is, um, I mean, it's not big, but it's it's a thing. Uh, is a lot of mobile stuff. So League of Legends is coming to mobile, uh, and the animations look very smooth. It seemed like they've outsourced another company to make it uh, make the port to mobile, uh, and it, it looks all right. But you know, we've seen a lot of popularity with like PUBG mobile. Like in India and all that shit. So I think it'll actually catch on very well. Uh, we also have a uh, their Teamfight Tactics game is coming to mobile as well. Uh, which is that like... I forgot what the fuck it's called. It's like chess. It's auto chess. It's that auto chess game. Yes. Which I don't understand that format. <laughs> it's just it's so <laughs> weird to me. Um, and then they also showed... A like top down, um, like RPG style game, where you just you have a champion and you can discover the world of uh, Runeterra, which is their world. Uh, and that card game is called Legends of Runeterra. So, if you want to go pre-register, you can. It's on Android and iOS, whatever. Um, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. One of them. Another thing that's crazy is that uh they're making an animated series so if you've ever followed um any of the like league of legends cinematics they've always been really really fucking good and the lore behind league of legends is really deep so they're gonna finally be exploring that in a animated show that's i think gonna be streaming on something i don't don't know what it's gonna be streaming on netflix or amazon who knows um but we're going to be getting that. Um, they have no release dates for any of these other games because they're still in really early development. Uh, but they are working on it. And Riot Games has more than one game. 
And then uh, I guess the final thing that they're working on is um, something that's not League of Legends based, but looks like to be a competitor to Overwatch or Paladins of the Realm, which is so it's like a, a competitive shooter, competitive uh, first person shooter with probably a couple skills or whatever. Team Fortress clone. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those. It's, it's it's all it's called Project A, so it doesn't even have a name. Um, it looks... It's too early development to judge it at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, But it we yeah. have a lot of new content coming out of Riot Games, so I'm, I'm very excited for that. And who knows? Trying to do nice. other things. Yeah, well, Expanding yeah. their portfolio. Like, I guess maybe the momentum of League is slowing a bit and they feel the need to... Um, and it could you know. be... It could be that. Um, Who knows how long they've had these in development for? Um, I for what they have shown, I hope not long. (laughs) 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 There's really not a whole lot that they've shown. I mean, uh, for like the 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 Overwatch like competitor, the Project A, it's like a couple gifts. Of them shooting people and showing different abilities of one character. And it's like, uh, that's it? Uh, anything else? <laughs> have anything like, to add? You have a name? <laughs> they threw a grenade? Um, okay, sure, why not? So it, it, it is not a lot that they've shown. Um, so I, it makes me think that they haven't been working on it very long. Um, but yeah, that, that is very true that they, they could have seen like a slow and I think there is a, a little bit of a decline in the popularity of League because Battle Royale games are just becoming so much more rampant. All the rage. That's actually, I'm surprised that they didn't do a Battle Royale game. That's surprising. Yeah, it seems, I'm, I'm just realizing that now. Seems somewhat interesting, yeah. Maybe they don't want to get involved on that or... Maybe that's just not their style. They don't want to do it. I don't want. Yeah, but card game, RPG, motorcycles. card games on motorcycles. All that stuff. <laughs> Which what what Yu Gi Oh is that? That is five, five Ds. Weeks. Is that on uh, Amazon as well? I have not checked because I saw I so. GX on there. I know GX is like up to date on there. Yeah, 5D. Because after that, it's um, Zeal, right? And no, then... 5Ds came first, and then it's Zexel. You're right, and then it's Zeal, and then what's ne- it's like Arc um, Five, Ooh. Arc Five, and and then the virtual one with with Playmaker. Ooh. I I don't know what the fuck Arc Five is about. I don't even know. After should, Arc, I know that the Arc Five is the last one that I'm aware of. They should bring back Dungeon Dice Monsters. <laughs> Dungeon Dice Monsters. Um, more Borderlands 3 updates, buffs for Moe's, Flack, and Zane. Uh, Moe's Iron Bear and Flack's Pets have had their health buff 50%. Uh, Zane's Digiclone has had its health increased by 100%. Um, they're trying to make these skills a little more viable in the end game. Some people think the buffs don't go far enough, but, uh, they're still investigating ways to have these skills scale better to the end game. So that's... That's all fine and dandy. They've also rebalanced some legendary weapons that I can't really go too deep into because I won't, you know, be able to appreciate the changes. Um, 
And we have a rumor that the new Sonic the Hedgehog um, redesign has leaked. Oh, yeah. You saw that? It looks much better. It looks better, but it's still not what I wanted. Yeah, that that's the one that I saw. Yeah. Um, what was the one before it? What, what um, was what was the shitty it. one where his eyes were not the, connected? There was too much. Yeah, there's the, too much the, of that. <laughs> the gloves. Like, the gloves were credit like, where credits due. It looks a lot better. Like a lot yes. better, but it's still. I think I, I think it's just the fur. The fur is a little too photorealistic, and I I don't think it. Uh, he also really looks like Sonic. Still, proportions still look really chunky. Like his arm, his the circumference on his arms, it's too big. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, um, I know the original Sonic was a little more chunky, but not like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's an improvement. Good on them for changing it. I still have my conspiracy theory that this was their plan all along. Um, and uh, Could be. one one day that book will be written and I'll be proved correct, and you'll see, you'll all see. Um, you'll all see. <laughs> Halo Infinite has lost another key developer, and just oh. a saga that makes it. Oh, geez, just uh, not inspiring for anyone at this point um we have shown that three four three industries um has has lost executive producer mary olson who quietly departed to join midwinter entertainment a newly formed development company that is currently working on its first game scavengers if that name sounds familiar, it's because she recently took over as the lead producer for Halo Infinite after the departure of creative director Tim Longo earlier yeah. this year. Wow. Remember how Solo had to change directors halfway through? I do. Remember how that turned out for Solo? Solo was such a good movie, though. Now we have this happening twice for Halo Infinite. A game for a franchise that's already feeling long in the tooth. Um, it this is not a great, uh, great sign. I don't think. For it the sucks that they're doing. it has such a huge fan base too. Like people, people love this game. They they do. Yes, that is. And and they're just gonna do it dirty. When will they yep. just let fans make the game? <laughs> fans well, know soon. best. That's what Mario Maker was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that Fuck worked it. out pretty well. But Mario levels are simple enough in terms of like design to really grasp. Like we talked about this at one point when Mario Maker came out, Peter and I did, where you couldn't really do a Sonic Maker because it's a much more complex level design than it is for Mario. Got to manage that physics. Yeah. Um. Right. So that's going to. Um. Well, actually, we have more Sword and Shield news. Uh, dropping ahead of launch with file size has been revealed. We know that it will take up a 
fairly reasonable 10.3 gigabytes of space, um, which kind of speaks to, I think, a little bit the lack of content in the game. Um, a lot of Switch games go for around like 25 to 50 uh, gigs each. Uh, this is much smaller than that. But I feel like um, my expectations for this weren't as grandiose as a lot of other people. And I think that's why I'm not as upset about how it looks so far. Like, I didn't expect it to be a huge leap from the 3DS because this is just a follow-up to the 3DS games. Yeah. You know, I expected it yeah. to be like 3DS quality title. I'm not, and yeah, I'm not expecting like content. Breath of the Wild, like map size and content <laughs> size and shit like that. Because that that game has a lot of content. That game is t- too much. I feel overwhelmed by Breath of the Wild. I haven't, yeah. still haven't really gotten very too far much into it. Content, but like, well, like that that has a lot. But then Pokemon, you have you have a lot less stuff normally in it. Um, yeah, and and. I don't think they're gonna until they make like a like a big Pokemon game like fucking here's Gen one through six or something like that. Like, yeah. Well, what people have been asking for for a long time has been like something that connects all the worlds, all the regions, and one I don't think they're ever gonna do that, and two, that is what I'm expecting for like a real Pokemon Switch game. Yeah, like I'll give them, I'll give them like you know, their. I don't want to say a pass, but I'm not going to be overly critical of this. My expectations aren't such that, you know, with fucking like. You go on the Pokemon subreddit, and that place like went into fucking meltdown after Dexit, and I've never seen so much negativity on that subreddit. That's usually pretty upbeat and happy about everything um and it's just i kind of step back and laugh because i i just i don't know what these people really expected and i know i like you have a right to be upset about it obviously you don't have to play the game if you don't think you'll have fun with it but i just i can't help shake the feeling that people from the get-go and Game Freak never really promised anything grandiose. I this was just all inventions of, of fans. It was just like um, we're bringing a Pokemon just, game. Yeah, this is what we want. Look at all these things we want. I think it, you should have looked at Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and been like, okay, it's gonna be kind of like this. Yeah. And from what we've seen so far, it's kind of like that. I think maybe people thought a little bit more was going to be to be expected because of the early shots of it being like a more of an open world style game. And then they immediately thought of like, oh, Breath of the Wild was open open world. Think about how much content we're going to get. But I, yeah. I don't think there's like, yeah, it might be open world, but you're just going to find like trees and like a hidden Pokeball or something like that. I don't know. Like you're not going to find, you know, a whole side mission and a whole side arc to kind of go on an adventure of or a cave right. to if explore you're doing for like a, a while like a you'd have to make it its own sort of a game like a pokemon mystery dungeon sort yeah, of deal yeah. or like trainer adventure and you're you know it it wouldn't be you can't do it like a pokemon game yeah i think this is yeah. going to be a much more linear game you're just gonna you're just gonna 
get your task to go beat all the gyms or whatever, and you're going to have your minor and major league or whatever they, they're doing for this shit. And then uh, hopefully they're not going to bring back HMs. I don't think they are. No, they've already, I think, yeah. said that that's not a thing. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it, but... Uh, the same way they've done it the past few generations. A they slave? A, they have room. They have... Uh, well, Gen 7, most of the HMs were replaced effectively with the Pokemon riding system. Yeah, so I, the, I think the that... <laughs> yeah. You want to call it that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's what they are. Okay, Jake. You say, hey, hey, boy, get over here. Boy. And then you, you press B. You select B which for boy. boy. B for boy. <laughs> B for boy. And you select which boy you want to come over here. And you go, yeah. Cut. <laughs> and then you have Gong Machamp. Get. <laughs> you have Machamp pick you up in his, his muscly arms. And you feel. Why can't Machamp just eat you over the trees? <laughs> For real, Machamp just picks you up in his two muscly arms and moves boulders with his other two, <laughs> and then you're like, um, Machamp has four arms. Do you play Pokemon? That's Jake? what I said. He picks you up in his two arms and then moves a boulder with the other two. Oh, you fucking twat! <laughs> I'll turn in my pee card. <laughs> I'll I'll pee. I peed myself. You finna come at me, huh? <laughs> No, I don't. I'm just trying to think of a, a Machamp fanfic. <laughs> no, no, Jake. Where, where you just like end up like falling in love with your Machamp because he's so strong and takes care of you and provides. Fucking. For you. Do you want me to find you the slash fiction, Jake? Yeah. I can. It's it's a it's a two word search on on Google on fucking DeviantArt. You just look up Machamp sexy. <laughs> Machamp um, sexy. Okay. There's fucking. I remember this post on Reddit where it's like sleeping with your Pokemon cute and it's like a guy sleeping with a Pikachu or a girl sleeping with a Pikachu sleeping with your Pokemon creepy and it's sleeping with a Machoke. <laughs> with a Machoke, the most human-like fucking Pokemon. <laughs> and she's like snuggled up to it and it's got its arm around her like it's a fucking boyfriend and girlfriend and I'm like that is highly disturbing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of disturbing... The violence in Kennedy Tartakovsky's Primal often reached disturbing levels. Yeah, it did. Fuck, that last episode? Jesus. Christmas cookies. Wow. <laughs> Jesus-shaped Christmas cookies? Jesus. On the, on the cross with blood. That's what I want to do for Christmas. I want to make Jesus, like, crucifix-shaped Christmas cookies with, like, realistic blood dripping from it. Really scar my guests at my, <laughs> my Christmas party. Uh, yeah, dude. This did not fuck around. It certainly oh, it did not. Good. Oh, look at this. What did, what did Peter send me? Yeah. It's just, it's just sexy. Thank you. Sexy so, It's all there. Um, so, fucking yeah, Primal. Uh, Gennady, doing his Gennady thing. Now, what is Gennady also known for? Uh, Dexter's Lab, the Clone Wars miniseries, uh, Samurai Jack. He's had fucking um, oh um, Symbionic Titan. I'm not as familiar That's with a, that. That was an older one, like uh, for, for older audiences, so it wasn't as wide a wide a dealio there. But he's done he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's had a long prolific career. 
and uh, he got a chance to do work with Adult Swim with uh, the last season of Samurai Jack, and that went well. I think he really enjoyed the freedom that being on Late Night uh, afforded him, and he, uh, I think he had the idea for something like Primal for a long time, and the stars just aligned for him to make it, and uh, he made it, and it was good. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this show is, it's, it is just a fucking rule of cool, pure and simple. Yeah. Um, it's just, yo, fucking caveman and a dinosaur fighting shit. And then he fucking stabs his eyes out and stuff. That's so fucking cool, dog. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's definitely that's the feel the that series. I got the entire thing. There was like, all right, we're going to throw logic to the wayside a bit. And then, because there was some logical things where it was like, um, it's survival mode. So, you know, right. both of them want to eat and the dinosaur keeps stealing the food from them, but doesn't understand because the fucking dinosaur and it doesn't understand yeah. human emotions that I like how he they has didn't, to eat as well. Yeah, they didn't just like immediately fucking go to, oh, they work well together and they're the best of friends and it, it took they, they built it up over a course. Yeah. And like there were there were periods of time where you felt like uh I don't want to say necessarily mad at them, but like they weren't the most sympathetic characters. Like the like the the third episode with the mammoths was particularly yes. uh like sorrowful. <laughs> Because yeah. you didn't really know who to root for. Because you, you're attached to Spear and Fang as characters because they're the protagonists. Um, but at the same time, you really feel bad for the mammoths. And the mammoths, the whole... They have this big fight and they're getting their asses kicked, Fang and Spear are. And then Spear offers up the tusk that they took. And they they stop fighting. They take the tusk back to the grave, the boneyard. And they sit Shiva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mammoth Graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is a uh, old that Yu-Gi-Oh 12, card. 1200 par- yeah, 1200 attack, 800 <laughs> defense, earth, <laughs> earth, uh, what is it, zombie? Uh, uh, sounds like it. Zombie or rock, I don't remember which. Let's all find it, let's all search. <laughs> Got it. It is a dinosaur. dinosaur. It is a dinosaur. Yep. It's a dinosaur. A, a mammoth that protects the graves of its pack and is absolutely merciless when facing grave robbers. It was part of some weird ass jank, like look at me make up this shit on the spot, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh thing in the first season. I remember that <laughs> when he fucking injected the mammoth graveyard into the um, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Yes, and yeah, and it just fucking decayed. Yeah, that was fucking uh, the shit they pulled in that show. Now is um is a mammoth graveyard like a thing that is like was known to happen? Yep, elephants. I mean, elephants still do it. They they have a place where they bury their yeah. dead or not bury. And they them, but at least they do said shiva. Elephants do when someone dies. They like observe the Jewish tradition of sitting Shiva and fucking mourn the the dead for I think a period of twenty four or forty eight hours. Yeah. Same thing with crows, I think, or at least they'll avoid the spot where it died. Huh. They they know what the fuck's up. Okay. You ever see just a Google crow funeral. 
uh, is that a band? A grunge band from like the 90s? <laughs> we are Crow Funeral! Yeah. There's a video. Yeah, so. Um, Videos, images. So yeah, uh, that was, it was, it was great. I love I love the series. And yeah, I got really invested. It's something about the not speaking thing. Yeah, that we were right uh, when we looked at the trailer. We we posited a theory that perhaps this was going to be a dialogue free show, and uh, mm-hmm. that turned out to be correct. Which is a nice change of pace. Although it is not groundbreaking, it's not no. a cool new thing like some people are insinuating and I've seen in some reviews they're like, they br- it's new, it's so new no one's ever done this before and I go The man himself <laughs> has done it before Tom and Jerry? Yeah, and the man himself has done it before there were silent or dialogue three episodes of Dexter's Lab, there were dialogue three episodes of Samurai Jack Yeah um, Fucking everything Mace Windu does in in the Clone yeah there were silent episodes of the Clone Wars as well. Um, he has really leaned on this, and it, it takes really good storytelling to really uh, communicate things. And and facial characterization. Yes, they say so much without saying anything. And the facial expressions, like we talk a lot about that when Peter and I review wrestling, but. Not necessarily when we review cartoons, but this one, like, you could just see it all in the faces of the characters. And it was really, really powerful stuff. And the juxtaposition of the very beautiful landscapes and areas they drew in here with the just brutal violence that uh, was on display, uh, it was really striking. Like, it's a gripping series. I... uh, I got pulled in real, real, real easy to to get pulled in here. That's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. very, very classic in style. Also, um, I I want to be cool, cool cinematography you, uh, YouTuber guy, um, and talk about color palettes for a second. It's not not anything complex. I just noted that you know, oh, everyone loves to talk about the orange and blues and all that jazz. Like, oh, that's so cool, but. If you looked at this, at the cinematography here and the choices of colors, this was more on the red-green sort of spectrum there. Uh, they use a lot of that because then you can use dinosaurs, which are green, and blood, which is red, and you, you put them in there, and it all works with the setting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really nifty. Like the whole fucking blood moon, terror under the blood moon. Yep. That was a great episode. That was, that was yeah, a good that was one. Dope. Gosh. Yeah, the finale. Was, um, well, because like we were, we were. Uh, Dave yep, and the finale. Dave and Katie sat down with me and started watching and got really into it as well. And um, I was like, "What fucking like place are they in? Are they on Earth?" And I'm like, I don't remember there being giant fucking vampire bats on Earth. Oh, I mean, it, it works in like a I the sort it. of fantasy prehistoric setting that they're in. Yeah. And it seems plausible. Like, we fucking had a horse-headed fucking gorillas in actual evolution, so you never really know yeah. what was lurking in the past. Yeah, so I was so down for all all, but I, I kind of set aside my suspension of disbelief, and then I was like, yeah. I really Like, this sort it. of prehistoric fiction has always been sort of a... Uh, thing for fantasy because everyone wants to fucking hang around with dinosaurs and you know everyone who's had more than a 
you know, a basic uh, interest in um, fucking prehistory knows, oh, yeah, humans and dinosaurs never lived at the same time. So then you start taking more liberties with it, and eventually you're in sort of the fantasy land that we find ourselves in with Primal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. It was so good. Yeah, it was really, really well done. And the emotions, like, I, I didn't really expect to... Um, like get that many feels for you know fang and spear but you know towards the end you, you get it and you're like fuck dude where's episode six i need to know what happens yeah it ends on a on a really intense cliffhanger i don't think we're going to talk spoilers here because it is still very new and it's very quick to catch up on and there's so much else to talk about with having without having to talk about yeah. the actual substance of the the show yeah like just the, the the action that was that was there, it was never dry and like boring because, you know, with with a guy with a spear and a dinosaur, you can be like, oh, okay, you know, he's he's gonna bite shit and he's gonna stab stuff, but <laughs> they constantly found ways to make the action more engaging and uh, interesting. So he would like oh, pick up a rock and then go for different areas and try different tactics on on beating bigger. Yeah, foes. that was that was the whole the whole of their partnership was that spear was an early human or close ancestor to humans and as such he had you know the capacity to engineer things and had ingenuity whereas fang had you know the strength the brute strength and the physicality and they they worked off of each other to defeat mm-hmm. uh you know their their opponents the f- and survive yeah. yes yeah, you really see it multiple times throughout this, uh, where they, you know, help each other. Yeah, they they waste no time getting into uh, tragedy <laughs> in the mm-hmm. the early episodes, and that's the impetus for their uh, mm-hmm. um, partnership. Yeah, yeah, for the the story here. Um, I have one small criticism with with the show. Um. And that was just like, it was just that there. I saw some weird cuts. There's some times where it was very, it's sort of cut in the middle of the action. It's not like it's not like a fucking AEW. I didn't we didn't talk about this when we were doing our slam for the show this week, but fucking AEW, they love to cut in the middle of their moves. Yeah, sometimes it's really jarring. It's like no, it's wrestling. I want we're here to see the suplex. Don't cut when you're at the apex of the suplex to a different thing. I lose a couple seconds trying to reorient myself. Yeah. And they they break the 180 degree rule a lot as well. Like yeah, it's still it's still a filmed medium, guys. Come on. Um and you know, uh so Primal has a lot of good a lot of good editing, but there's sometimes where there's not a lot of leading action into the cut. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." That's a that's a very different scene that I was not expecting, um, but unless you're sort of in that sort of a mood where you're like I am gonna be you know my brain's on editing, if it's not you won't notice. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit of it. My my brain's always on editing for having done it for as long as I have, and it's it, it's not like super distracting, but there are moments where you're like ah what the fuck. Got it. You gotta get into the cut. And get out of the cut. Um, but yeah, the the scenery, the blocking of it's nice, because you know it's all about using every element of the of the visual medium to communicate. 
Uh, and I think not having voice actors probably gave, freed up some budget to work on, to put it towards other stuff. Like the score, the score tells a lot of the story. Um, the as aforementioned, all the visuals, so much visuals. Um, and it's you just digest it, and it's still pretty episodic, so you're not losing a lot of stuff if you just find an episode, which is also, I think, a lot of what Kennedy likes in his work. He he tries to make each thing its own small story. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really uh, that's true of his works, and uh, I think they're they're better for it. Like each episode is kind of like its own mini movie. There's connective tissue, but they're not like serialized in the same mm-hmm. way that other shows are uh which right. i i and enjoy personally yeah it's a it's a good thing i know there was the 90s and early 2000s i think was where um well i don't know i can't say that for certain that's where i felt uh sort of maybe that was my brain looking changing over from episodic types of shows to more serialized uh television um, but that's where I that's where I notice like oh yeah the, I'm not watching so many shows that are just like have one off five ten minute things anymore they all have a big old story on them yeah um so. yeah so it's uh, it's a great show I can't uh, really um, I mean I can recommend it to most um, but if you are a, l- a little put off by gratuitous violence you might not enjoy it. it's also very Grim and gritty. So if you are, uh, I'd say watch the first episode. And if uh, that was upsetting to you, probably don't continue <laughs> on because it gets yeah. much worse. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you enjoy the first episode, press on because it is is well worth the watch. It's it's short, five episodes, twenty two minutes a pop. You're in and out of there in like two hours, two hours, thirty minutes tops. Um, yeah, it was short. It was it was a little too short for my tastes. I really honestly, yeah, I would like a little bit more. But you know, we're, we should be getting there's more ordered. So yeah, there's five more on order. Uh, the show uh, is getting a lot of positive uh, praise. So if they they have more story to tell, they'll probably be in a position where they can tell it. And, uh, yeah, so I uh, look forward to that. They ended the show on one hell of a cliffhanger. And yeah. I'm rather upset about the implication of the ending. <laughs> so hopefully they uh, they don't make us wait too long to see how that turns out. Yeah. Big stuff. All right. That's everything I want. Yeah, I want to see Primal. Cool. Short and sweet. Go watch it. Yeah, it's it's better just to experience it. You know, if he can do it without words, you know what yeah, words that's, that's, are we? How much can we really? That's add exactly to it. Talking like about we it? we can't really. Uh, it's difficult to describe with words something that uh, relies so heavily on not having any now, in it. Now, where did you watch it? Uh, YouTube TV. Uh, I DVR'd okay. it. Okay. And um, I got it on adultswim.com. The first episode's free, but if you have a network subscription uh, to like Spectrum or Time Warner or whatever, uh, you'll have to uh, log in and then get it that way. Yeah, there are so there that's are how I was able to ways to uh, watch it. Um, if you have an over-the-top streaming service like Hulu or uh, YouTube TV or something like that, you shouldn't have any trouble. 
tracking it down. Uh, also, Adult Swim at midnight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hey, yep. All right. So yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for the show today. Be sure to check out our website, SaturnStuds.com. It has links to all the social media, our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube channels, our Twitch channel, our Mixer channel, all that. Mm. There's, there's a. We have yeah. a Pomeranian dressed as Paddington. Yeah, that distracted me. <laughs> Um, you can't just drop Paddington into the mix and not expect me to give it my full undivided attention. Um, Borderlands 3 will be back on the stream this week. We're all settled in. Uh, next week's stream is going to be a little bit... I'm traveling uh, next weekend, so we'll have to figure something out for that. Um, but we're going to get back to Borderlands 3, and we're going to try to push through quite a bit because we've been kind of sitting in the same spot for multiple weeks now <laughs> and uh yeah try to we'll get try there. to push forward and maybe even beat the campaign at some point yeah um i think we're fairly we're probably i, I have to think we're at least halfway through the story yeah we, we gotta be at least half um so yeah that's gonna be at twitch mixer youtube whichever you prefer eight ish <laughs> start time <laughs> eastern mm-hmm. um and uh, hope to see you there. Uh, Sonic Adventure Rewind, our first ever Let's Play Sonic Adventure 2, is uploading to the YouTube channel. It's scheduled to continue through the month. Uh, one episode every day at 5 p.m. Uh, will drop on our YouTube channel, which you can find at the website, Um So check those out. See where we came from. See if we've improved or coasted on our early success uh watching some of it back we definitely had a different feel uh in some senses better in some senses not as refined um it's good to i watching this back it it makes me think that maybe we should all go back and review some of our previous works to kind of figure out what worked and what didn't and maybe incorporate into the current products um oh development who'd have thought who does that? All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.